Welcome to Election Coverage 2020. Donald J. Trump. We will make America great again. Joseph R. Biden. We can build back better. I'm looking forward to getting started as soon as we can. It's Election Day 2020. You decide. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Matt and Chan show. We have Kevin, we have Chandler, we have Sunita, um, all from different walks of life. We're here today to talk about election 2020. This is part of our uh, coverage today. This is our third panel of the day. This is our midday update. Um, Sunita, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Sunita Frank. Um, I'm a small business owner. Um, I'm a very proud patriot, and I'm surely happy to be here. I'm a mother of two, you know, just uh, proud to be here. Awesome, awesome. And then Chan? As you yeah, know. I mean, you guys probably all know me. Yeah, co-host of the Matt and Chan Show. Uh, in my last semester at Fresno Pacific University, politics is just a hobby for me. I'm, I'm enjoying being here with you guys. All right. And Kevin? Awesome. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Matt and Chan. My name's Kevin Brandon. I am actually a current student over at Northern Kentucky University. Um, I currently work with Turning Point USA. And uh, other than that, I am in my last semester of school as well. Um, being in Kentucky, you know, I'm really close to Ohio. That's actually where I grew up. So I'll have a little bit of insight for you guys today about you know, a little bit of Kentucky and Ohio, making some bold predictions like you say, Matt. All right. Well, hey, bold predictions. Well, let's get it going, Kevin. You can start us off. <laughs> Alrighty, so we'll start in Kentucky from what I see. Um, let's bring it back to when Matt Bevan actually lost to Andy Brashear. Uh, that's when I really started seeing a change in how Kentucky is going to vote. Um, we had a really big issue in Kentucky with the student unions uh, with Matt Bevan, so I think that's what made him lose his race. So one thing I've noticed and one thing that we talk about a lot with the Trump campaign is there's tons of enthusiasm and you don't really see that with Joe Biden, but I want to apply that logic to the McConnell race and Amy McGrath. Um, obviously McConnell's older and McGrath is much more younger than him and she has a lot of enthusiasm. Her voters are actually much more enthused. Um, so my prediction for Kentucky is Trump will win the state, um, but when it because of the enthusiasm. But when it comes to McConnell, that enthusiasm is not there. So, I really think you know Kentucky is going to be flipped with the governor and the senator um, coming up here in this election cycle. Wow, that's a pretty big for for a pretty red state too. So this will be so Kentucky. Do you think it'll stay red this this time around? It'll stay red with Trump, but uh, we're going to get a new senator and we already have a new governor. One thing I see a lot, um, and I heard this, uh, my friends out over in Philly, they said kind of when you're in the city and things like that, you're seeing a lot of, you know, like McGrath signs or a lot of signs for Biden, Harris and things like that. But once you get out to the country, it gets a lot more red. So that's where I'm getting a little, I'm a little confused, but I'm sticking to, I've told everybody, I really think McGrath is going to beat McConnell. Yeah, that's some big calls. All right, Sunita, you have a bold prediction for election night? Uh, well, I guess one can only hope and pray that um, I would just say America chooses right. And this doesn't even 
come down to be honest between you know conservatism or if you're a democrat i just think it comes down to common sense in my own opinion um as a small business owner um and taking over companies for my dad you get to see firsthand um how things work in the real world um fiscally speaking you know just um when you network you just um you just get to see real life and paying your own taxes and um just seeing how um you know, life works. I just don't understand um, how anyone can choose to, you know, vote for Biden and Harris. Um, and then, so here being the Central Valley, we're such a red community. Um, you know, we're, I, I like to say, like, you know, we're the backbone of this nation, especially Central Valley. We're farmers. You know, we are steel workers. We're um, ag-based. Like, we're, uh, I feel like America I should say the the left doesn't really understand and seem um, to see us hardworking people who keep everything alive. And I always like to come forth, like when the shutdown happened, um, the only thing still running was, uh, you know, the <laughs> uh, production industries, you know, what industries were still um, moving and, you know, working um, during this shut down, you know, teachers, schools, everything else shut down. And I know we've been, I've had friends mock other friends for being, you know, dumb rednecks or not having an education, yet they're the ones continuing <laughs> to keep this nation running during one of the most um, economic, you know, um, hardships for us. Yeah. And, you know, Trump's out there trying to open up our communities back, open up our states, and then we have uh, you know, Governor Newsom trying to you know, continue to hold us back here in California. And, um, you know, I, and then being Hispanic, a Latino, a Latina, um, I actually see a lot of Hispanic communities joining together and joining behind Trump. And um, we have a lot of conservative values. And I feel like a lot of Hispanics, we go out and we create our own work. I don't like having to rely on the government. So I'm seeing that a lot too. Um, I lived in San Diego for five years as well, and I have friends who are more on the left wing, you know, more liberal, and because they have businesses themselves, they're voting more red this year, and, um, you know, it doesn't come down to anything on the social aspect. It all has everything to do with economic impact and, you know, job opportunities and just letting people have the freedom that we, you know, deserve. So I um, can only hope and pray Trump just gets out here and, you know, continues to make America great. So, and I know people outside of California and Kevin, I don't know what, what the consensus is, is that California is all blue. I was talking to somebody earlier today. It was like, yeah, no, no, there's some red here. There's some, there's some hope. So what do you think? Hey, do you, I, I think, I think Trump's going to come out in bigger numbers than, than 2016. I think Hillary Clinton won Fresno in 2016 by a few percentage points, but I yeah, think I it's. You agree. California does have just a slight bit of hope. Um, you know, one thing I do see over my area, I feel like a lot of people in Kentucky vote more along the lines of social issues. Um, and for me, that's just not where it is, you know, especially working with Turning Point, having the open and free trading markets, low taxes, um, especially let's just go into the Second Amendment. I mean, do you guys really think Texas could be flipped? I, I don't think so, but <laughs> so... I don't think so. I don't think so. A couple predictions. People think that could possibly happen. Yeah, I, I yeah, saw I've a picture. Yeah, I've seen a few electoral maps. 
yeah, no, I've seen pink that. Texas. Oh pink. yeah, pink. Yep, yep. No, I've seen that. Yep, and Kamala with their cowboy hat on. I saw a picture of that the other day. They're all, yeah, it's gonna go blue. I was like, I don't know about that, but. <laughs> it just makes it rough like well with california all the bordering states i feel like it could in a way be a toss-up i mean naturally west coast goes blue but i think like to think of the reagan era when everything was pretty much red but it's hard with those bordering states when you have a lot of uh illegals coming through and even voter fraud and all the other stuff a lot of that influence you know in those communities and outside people i even know like liberals moving to texas i'm like why <laughs> like well it's too expensive to live in california okay well, you're, yeah. you're kind of contradicting yourself there too you know so yeah lack exactly. of freedoms and, i was gonna say Mexico seems like a place that a lot of people are moving businesses to i think uh obviously ben shapiro went over there and i think tommy laren or tommy laren did and then ben shapiro followed um just because of the taxes it's so much cheaper compared to being over there on the West Coast. Now, one other quick question I have is, do you guys think Trump would break 300 electoral votes, or do you think it'll be more of a tighter race? Hmm. Yeah, no, Chandler, we've left you out, so I want to make sure you <laughs> get it. Well, yeah, so that kind of comes into my prediction. I see that the election could go uh, one of three ways. Uh, either a, a narrow victory for Biden or Trump, so there, there's two of the possibilities where like red states will continue to be red, blue states will continue to be blue, swing states will be about 50-50 and, and it'll come down to, you know, just a handful of, uh, of uh, electoral votes. Uh, the other possibility I think is, yeah, Trump, you know, takes a, a few like deep blue states um, that, that got very fed up due to um, the either their own, uh, like governors and state legislatures handling of uh, the virus and seeing that Biden could do that on a, a federal scale. Um, I, I think there's a, a legitimate possibility. And if I had to make like a bold prediction, uh, which uh, the, the guys on the Daily Wire will say that like bold predictions, are, like if you make a bad one, uh, everybody forgets about it. But if you make a good one, everybody remembers that you're the guy who uh, made the bold prediction. So if I have to make a bold prediction, um, it's that, yeah, Trump will, um, will, will flip a few blue states and will take a, uh, most of the swing states with a bit of a landslide victory. So uh, that's my call, I guess. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, I, I think there's, that's a, a legitimate possibility. Yep. And I just pulled up the electoral map. This is the electoral map based on the polls from the last couple months. Um, as you can see, Biden 258, Donald Trump 125 on for sure blue state, red states. But you, of course, you said we were talking about Texas. This is what we've been seeing is a pink Texas. I'm thinking red, as everybody said before. Arizona's in play, um, at least what I've been hearing on our early panels. Um, oh, Kevin, I see you, you anything on Arizona. <laughs> As Arizona, uh, I think it's going to continue to stay red. All right. Do you guys think Georgia? I'll take Georgia. Pennsylvania is the only one I'm really concerned about. How about your home state of Ohio? I'll take Ohio easily. Right. Oh, yeah. Florida, too. Yep, Florida. Makes sense. 237, 258 Biden. We still have Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Iowa, uh, Nebraska. I think he'll take Michigan. Oh, yeah. We got Michigan. Oh, yeah. 
the Michigan here. Oh, let's, so, so let's say Biden takes uh, Pennsylvania. What would that? Where would that put the uh, the race then? Wait. I think Trump North Carolina and Wisconsin easily. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin, boom. So there's enough right there. Yep, two seventy eight. And then he was leading in the Iowa poll this morning. Um, they had Trump winning against Biden of seven points out of the Des Moines poll, which actually was the closest in 2016. So we have him at 284 there. Um, I know we have the districts and um, yeah, I know we have the little split in like Nebraska um, and Maine. I did see a couple people thinking that New Hampshire and up there, Vermont possibly could go red. Let's pop in that 284, 288. Illinois, which stays blue. My my wild card and what we've been talking about all day is a Nevada, a Nevada flip. I could see that. I could uh, see that as like a a logical place. I I haven't heard that many uh, conservative uh, Californians going to Nevada, but it it wouldn't be a a far stretch, uh, you know, not as deep of a blue state um, for that to to turn. Yeah, at, at, at very least, yeah, slightly red. I know I've been hearing a little bit about some Maine up here and then, and then I heard, and then if, of course, Pennsylvania. So this is kind of very similar to what I've been hearing around is around this number. We'll take away this one. So about a 315, 314 has been a very popular prediction somewhere in this category. So what do you guys think of this map? <laughs> I would like to see that. Absolutely. Awesome. I just wanted to pop it up. We were talking about states and what we were thinking about. So I just think that's, I think that's, I think it's a better shot, but I know a lot of people have, I've heard 269, a split tie where Nancy Pelosi picks, I guess, or whatever about <laughs> about the VP and some different stuff like this. So some crazy stuff like that. Um, but yeah, just to close out the panel, um, I, I think it's best kind of like um, what we see at the debates, a closing statement and any advice you'd give to any voters around the country in your area and just just a message to the American people in about 60 seconds. Um, uh, Sunita, I don't know if you'd like to start us off. Yeah, well, biggest thing, and I'll make my dad's short uh, story short. My dad was 18 when Carter and Reagan um, were you know, doing their debates and it was his first time voting. Um, naturally, our family was always democratic and he heard Reagan and 100% believed in everything that you know, he was promising for us. And it's not about, um, don't worry about social issues or anything like that. Um, You know, it's about what you believe and go out and do your own research. Everyone will try to bring social issues of racism and all of this other stuff. But if you make race an issue, say Trump's a racist or homophobic or anything like that, that's just like a personal degrading. Think think about what he actually does for the economy. Um, Anything that you do, you know, listen, about economics ask and um well think about yourself like what they would do for vocational education for um you know regular education think about the best interest for you my dad heard all of that and he flipped from being a democrat to a conservative and he was a conservative hardcore patriot for 40 years before he passed away so you come up with your own decisions own conclusions and don't vote based on what someone tells you to so go out um you know educate yourself really look into it um yeah, and then do, you know, do the honorable thing and go out and vote. Don't try to just say, you know, your vote doesn't count. Just even if you are in a blue state, go out. It is your civil duty. So go out and 
get the votes in, go and do that. Yeah. Awesome. Love it. No, it's go out and vote. And, and what hits home? I think that's what you said. It's like, hey, we have all these different things, but what's going to affect you at home? And like you said, education, mother of two kids. It's like, yeah. And fiscally, um, how is that going to affect your livelihood at home? So I love that answer. Chandler, over to you. Yeah, Cynthia put that really well. Um, I guess I'll, I'll say uh, vote your values. Um, I, I think like if you're going to be a, a single issue voter on anything, abortion is a great thing uh, to be a single issue voter on. Uh, if you're pro-life, you cannot vote uh, for a Democrat, uh, full stop. So there's a, a really great thing there. And then uh, the other thing, you know, a lot of people have, uh, or a lot of the polls show that people felt that they were better off, um, you know, two and a half years or three years into Trump's uh, um, presidency uh, than before, you know, right before the, the virus hit, of course. Um, and so, you know, c consider how things have gone. Americans typically don't like change. Um, and things have actually been pretty good, uh, again, with the exception of a, uh, a pandemic. Um, which is something nobody can really control. So yeah, vote your values and um, consider that something predictable and something uh, that has already seen some success like President Trump um, is, is a pretty safe bet. So that's my encouragement. Awesome, awesome. Kevin, close us out. Yeah, uh, you both said uh, great points there. I guess if I had to say anything, it just comes down to with it. When it, in regards to friends, if they have different like opinions, just let it go and don't talk about it. I know a lot of people are getting in arguments with their family and friends, and it's just not worth getting heated over things like an election. We're all still Americans. You're all still going to be neighbors. We're all still going to work no matter what happens. And I think, you know, we always just need to come together, always spread the message of unity, um, despite you know, the big differences. So if you can find having like conversations with other people, I think just keep building on that. Uh, there's not enough of that. And I give it to all three of you. I know you guys can probably go out and have a civil conversation with someone that disagrees with you. And, you know, I think we need more of that. And like we all said, go out and vote and vote your values. Yep. And then I know you said about unity and that's kind of the motto for Kentucky's United. We stand divided. We fall the state motto. So I think it's it's about having the civil dialogue. So I appreciate you guys all coming on. And like we did this morning, um, I know we, we kind of end things on a nice little happy note. So we got the YMCA, the Trump dance. So I think everybody here, I think, is all pro-Trump, it sounds like. I see the Trump <laughs> shirts. I see we're just kind of <laughs> – oh, yeah. I know. So I know. Oh, yeah. Great. Awesome, guys. Well, thank you guys uh, for tuning in. Um, yeah, and um, yeah, and I guess we'll see everybody later tonight. If you guys want to come back on, we are going to be doing a reaction show later in the night. So Kentucky goes red or we get some of those predictions. We might have to call you back. If McConnell loses his race, we'll have to. <laughs> so, um, yeah, thanks for everybody tuning in to another Election Day special, the third panel of the day. Thank you guys for coming on, and uh, we'll see everybody later. Thank you, guys. Thank you.